June 10th, 2013. It's the creative process. All right, uh, lift off and the clock has started. Welcome to episode nine of the creative process. I'm Jared Ponchat, and I'm here as usual with Jeff Robbins. Jeff. Hello. I will be playing the part of Jeff Robbins today. We're only up to episode nine. Yes. We're not even at double digits. Well, that, that's because about, you know, what was it? Three episodes in, we do converted it to a monthly. Um, uh, so I... in monthly podcasts, turns out there's only 12 of them in a year. We were so excited about starting a new podcast right you know yeah. hey let's do a new podcast but then get these measly numbers we had what they were like how many lullabot podcasts like uh, 200 or something like <laughs> oh, that oh, episodes yes there was a ridiculous yeah. number of and episodes then, then now drupal lines me they're they're more frequent well, than we, we are and... we're sort of proliferating podcasts and by doing that prol- proliferating episodes now because we've got uh insert content here so if you're at all interested in content and the web it's a great uh, jeff eaton hosts it it's really fun to listen to i really encourage you to to go give it a listen uh insert content here um and the drupalize me podcast if you're trying to learn drupal or learn about drupal learn about the community of people who work on drupal and all of that uh very informative podcast um and we have a new one that i won't actually give any name for or say exactly what it is but i'm just saying keep your eyes peeled for another uh new podcast coming to lullabot.com and all of these podcasts including the one that you're listening to right now uh you can find it lullabot.com if you go to lullabot.com slash blog slash podcasts uh you'll see a listing of all of them but and they're all there and you can subscribe to them in the in the itunes and whatnot and yeah uh, or yeah li- listen at your leisure exactly and count count along with us as we count up the podcasts episode nine yeah and <laughs> also <laughs> also at the new lullabot.com which oh yeah there's a new lullabot.com uh, yeah. lullabot.com uh th- if you look at our jobs page i know that there's there's one or two things on there now and i believe there's some more things coming so those of you who have been interested in potentially working with lullabot uh keep your eyes peeled to the lullabot uh jobs page um and lullabot.com is just also a place that if you ever want to hire and work with some of the people that you actually hear on these podcasts um Go to lullabot.com. There are ways there to contact us. You can hire Lullabot or be hired by Lullabot, depending on yes. where where you are and yeah. the cycle. Or just the enjoy cr- some free stuff like articles and podcasts. Podcasts yeah. like, like this silly one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, who do we have on the podcast today, Jack? Yes. T- today's not silly at all. Um, it's t- not. Very. Yeah, very it's it's going to be a dour one. No. <laughs> 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 no, jo- Josh isn't down. We we have a fantastic guest with us today, uh, Josh Higgins. He was the design director for the Obama 2012 campaign, and he also did some design work actually during the uh, 2008 campaign as well, but design director of the 2012 campaign. Uh, super excited to have him on the show today. If you if you want a, a more complete bio of Josh, because it turns out he's done a lot more than just uh, Obama 2012's campaign. Fascinating um, guy, yeah. Yeah, fascinating guy. He's worked with all kinds of brands over the course of his career at agencies and whatnot. And uh, uh, go to joshhiggins.com. That's uh, Josh and then H-I-G-G-I-N-S.com. Uh, and check him out. He's a really great guy. But thanks for being on the show, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. How did yeah, Josh? How did you end up end up with this gig? I mean, uh, you want to tell people sort of about your history yeah. and how you ended up 
getting yeah. the call. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was um, amazing. Um, like, you know, I always believe things happen for a reason, and it was just like these events how they happened. Um, it totally plays to that. Um, so in in uh, two thousand eight, uh, I'm going to go back to that campaign. Um, uh, Shepard Ferry got me really interested in Obama. Um, I've known Shepard um, for um, quite a while, and um, so I partnered with um, a friend of mine who's a, a illustrator in San Diego, and we did um, a poster in support of Obama. Um, the illustrator's name is Rafael Lopez, and um, so we um, got a bunch of friends together um, and raised some money. Um, created this poster, had it printed. Um, we built a website, sold the poster, and sent the money to the campaign. Um, and the poster was targeted at uh, Latinos. I'm from San Diego, so there's a large Latino um, population there. So and this we, was just – this was not being run by the campaign itself. No, right? this was – guys... was, yeah, it was exactly kind of what – like exactly what you know we were um, – we were uh, – inspired by what Shepard was doing. Um, and so, and, and he, you know, he encouraged, he encouraged everybody, including ourselves. Hey, yeah, if you, if you support, um, this guy, then, you know, do, do what you can. Um, <clears throat> and so we did, uh, fast forward, um, uh, the, the poster took off, um, <clears throat> uh, Oprah ended up buying one. Um, it, and the, <clears throat> excuse me, and the posters like flew out the door campaign ended up um having our uh licensing our poster to be an official campaign poster it went into uh on the campaign website and so that was kind of i think that that those events kind of put my name on the radar mm-hmm. you know so to speak you know i was uh as far as that poster goes it you know the poster we did was a, it was awesome because it was a it was a huge collaboration of people. You know, a friend did the illustration. Um, I built the website. <clears throat> Everyone donated. It, it was really, it was exactly, it played into exactly kind of what the president was, uh, or Obama at that time was all about. Mm-hmm. So um, in, uh, let's see, where was it? July of uh, 2011, I got this email and it said, um, come work for the president. And I was like, what? The hell is this? Uh, I thought I was being punked for sure. Um, so uh, I had a. You friend get of lots mine. of those, apparently. No, no, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, so I get lots why. of emails from the president, but yeah. usually yeah. They're, they're. Well, I'm sure you did during the campaign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he yeah, and uh, I had a friend check it out, and he said, "Yeah, that's from the Obama server." You know, I'm like, "Wow, this is a trip." So I still thought I was being punked. So I replied. Um, Sounds interesting. I'd like to hear more. You know, you, you can't get me with that reply. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so uh, the next email I got was a, a conference call uh, meeting invite, and uh, the process started there. It, it, it turns out um, some uh, the campaign had some designers um, from the Democratic National Committee as well as um, some from 2008, um, a, a total of five mm-hmm. that had that had started kind of putting together um, materials for the campaign. You know, the campaign was at that time just like being built and they're starting to put people together and teams together. And so they were looking for um, a design director and the designers that were already there were 
thought that I would be a good fit. And so they gave my name to um, Teddy Goff, who was a digital director. Um, and so, uh, you know, we started the process. And after months of Skype interviews and probably some crazy background checks, um, they offered <laughs> me the position. And uh, I, was actually, <clears throat> I was actually sleeping on the beach um, on, a sun- <laughs> on a Sunday when, when, they, when they called me. And I had to... I had to um, and then yeah. you didn't sleep or, on the beach for months, at least, probably yeah. after yeah, that. Yeah, that, that will, that's totally. how it would be per- portrayed in the movie, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked to call him back actually after he asked me if I'd be uh, if I would accept the position. I said, "Can I call you back? I just woke up." Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, so this wasn't just a designer position. This was a design director. So, uh, you know, certainly they'd seen your work, but what, what about your your background? Sort of put you in this this position of uh, organizing groups of people and processes rather than just. Yeah. Well, I had been a, um, a creative director um, at um, an agency prior to going to the campaign and I was a creative director at an ad agency before that. Um, and so I had experience um, running teams um, and hiring people. I think that that, that was like, you know, it's, the, the work w- was one thing, but, you know, it was, it was actually the people skills that I think they were looking for as well. Mm-hmm. I think I had like a, a nice combination of, of both um, based on my background. And um, how going into it, I mean, I'm kind of curious – you may not even remember your preconceived notions, but running creative teams is one thing at an agency. But mm-hmm. to me, at least, when I look at the timeline of the work that you guys did, it's it's a whole other thing doing it with a political campaign. Yeah. Uh, kind of curious whether whether it sort of met your expectations in terms of what that would look like and, and what that process was like for you. It's, it's funny. It's a, it's, a, it's a great question because I um, – actually had no clue what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked um, lots of questions up front, and um, no, the campaign was still putting things together at that point, and so they didn't have a lot of answers for me. What, what, they, what I was told is I would be coming out there overseeing um, basically the creative direction of the campaign um, and building a team. Mm-hmm. But um, they gave me some specific products and projects that I'd be doing. But beyond that, um, it wasn't, you know, I I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And I think that actually played to my benefit because if, um, if I would have known what was ahead of me, I probably would have needed a lot of Xanax. (laughs) 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 But, but I went out, I went out, I remember driving out to Chicago feeling, um, feeling very calm, but excited about about the experience um and it kind of it kind of um really it developed organically because i i didn't um know exactly the challenges that i faced um not coming from a political background um i had no idea how how that machine worked and how fast it worked um and i think that was true of um probably half the people or more that were on the campaign and I think that's a reason for the success is because a lot of people were coming um, at it not from a political background but from right. um, expertise in their particular fields. So did you find – like when I think about trying to do that, the first thing I think is 
I would be terrified of of how I was going to get things approved quickly enough to meet those kinds of timelines. And like your client being the campaign, but it, it I always just imagine politics being extremely nitpicky with approvals and stuff like that. What what was that like? The yeah being able to like move something to done in a creative process. It it was uh, at times very challenging, but there was, you know, at the the beginning, at the beginning of the campaign, we were, we were learning how to work together because we, um, I've heard this, um, I, I heard this during the campaign and I heard, I've heard it after, but we were building this, um, plane in flight right <laughs> and um and so and so we were it was like I, I i likened it to a startup it was um you know within my team it was close to 300 people thrown together and expected to work at this very high efficient level right off the bat um without n- never meeting each other or having any mm-hmm. time to ramp up and so um, we we all did a really great job at that. Um, and so I, th- it, it, in the beginning, it was it was a little difficult, kind of finding out what that rhythm was to get things signed off. Uh, one of my first tasks, um, uh, my first week actually at the campaign was was writing process of how my team would communicate to the other teams on the campaign, whether it be um, you know. Uh, communications or policy or mm. our tech team um, and how those um, approvals um, and um, like requests when they came in how that would happen as well as how my team communicated internally and how and how things got signed off um, um, by my, my myself and um, a deputy director um, and so um, it, at first, it was it was rocky, and then we found this rhythm. Um, but it was very it, depending on the project. It was um, you know sometimes it would have to go all the way up to the White House um, for certain things, mm-hmm. and some things were a little bit quicker where they were um, um, signed off you know within campaign headquarters. Um, but everyone you know it's almost it's almost like what happens in uh, in you know, outside of the political bubble is. That that deadline doesn't change, and so that deadline really right. <laughs> really helps. That uh, deadline motivates everyone. Decisions, yeah, yeah. Everyone has to make a decision at some point, um, and in and and just like in uh, outside the political bubble, the uh, design usually gets hit with the brunt of people um, waiting to make decisions or not clear on strategy, right? Because um, yeah, that deadline doesn't change. Um, so that, I'm curious that. how like brainstorming and iterations happen on that timeline. Like it needs to go quickly. And so if they say, no, you need to have another design ready, but you probably don't want to give them both the designs because then the, it could yeah. take longer to make the decision. And uh, like, h- how, how did that process happen? So there was a brainstorms were a huge part of, um, a huge part of the campaign and that didn't happen just within the creative team, but also the other teams also did brainstorms. So, um, I'll just take one project in particular. Uh, the life of Julia was a website that we created. I remember this, that launch. Yes. And this was typical. This was typical of, um, you know, how, how many projects went, um, policy had uh, a problem, that they needed to solve. In this case, it was how to show um, how Obama's policies helped a woman throughout her life. So uh, we got together with them 
design team and front end development team. And um, we all got in a room and brainstormed um, how we could solve, you know, they laid out what they needed. How could we solve this digitally? Um, and um, so we, with, we went back and forth with several ideas. Um, and usually we would land on one that everyone was comfortable, uh, really comfortable with. So um, the, the concept was usually we didn't give them three different like concepts, um, but we would often give them maybe three different uh, direction, uh, art direction, um, ways to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually the, the main concept was hammered out before any work started, started to get done. Um, and, and that was really, that was also a way to just stay efficient. Um, cause we just didn't have the time to, you know, build, build and, and or design several iterations of something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had to be really solid, um, right off the bat. Um, for for all the other teams to engage, but the 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 whole narrative concept of the life of Julia, they had that before they engaged the creative team, essentially. Yeah, so they they had they had a problem of how do we sh- how do we do this digitally? Mm-hmm. Okay, and because um, that was you know that was they they, they solved um, in in their world uh, like policy would solve. Um, with reporters and things like that uh, on an offline, but they also did it. Um, almost everything we did was also online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's where my team and front end development um, would come in and help those those like communication and policy. How do we solve this digitally? Um, and um, <clears throat> so, so yeah. So they came in with the problem, and then we solved it by um, you know by coming up with this idea of showing a woman. Um, through different stages of her life and um, you could you know choose by age and um, it would it would talk about um, it was these illustrated slides of, of uh, how different policies um, through her age would help um, and it was it was it, but that was really in um, that's how almost every project um, happened um, some some were you know a little more painful than others as far as um, uh, you know, approvals and things like that. But that was pretty much the, the process on each project. And you said there were, there were over 300 people on your team. Is that, that sort of like the creative team or? That was uh, what they called on the campaign, the digital team. The digital team. Okay. That was uh, design, uh, development, uh, video, uh, uh, outbound team, which mm-hmm. was writing and uh, emails and things like that. Yeah. That's still a lot of people to try to, I mean, one of the things that most impressed me about both Obama campaigns was this really strong visual language that was sort of the same language across everything that I experienced and saw in it, which was uncommon to I mean, usually the only time I'd ever seen that done in political campaigns, it was just that things universally looked bad. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> with, with the Obama yeah. campaign, it was like, this actually looks good. It feels like that is centered around core purpose and meaning. It has a constant message and it has the same visual language, even though they have obviously different people working on these things. And I'm just kind of curious about what the struggle was like to make that happen um yeah yeah that was a, it was a huge undertaking and and this is kind of where um uh, the agency background um that i had kind of came into play so I, I i built our team um like i would uh, we were our own little agency within this political um 
bubble of you know, the, which was the headquarters. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, we had two traffic managers, one for um, online, one for offline, um, that saw you know, and they just shepherded projects and timelines within our team. Um, they had nothing to do with any other um, teams on the campaign. Um, and then we had you know the designers kind of um, split into different camps. Although although there was a lot of overlap. Um, you know, we had designers that did digital and we had designers that did like more print based stuff. And, um, so in, in building that, um, one of the, you know, coming at it from like a, what you would do for a client or something, we started with, you know, a a logo and then developed a color palette. And, um, what, what is, you know, I worked with, um, our outbound team was like, what is, what is the voice? Uh, what is mm-hmm. um, how how are we portraying? You know, it was much of that was, you know, this was like um, iterating on what had already been. Yeah, this would have have to have been done very quickly. It sounds yeah. like. I mean, yeah, and and it was also we we had the benefit of um, two thousand eight, and and there was already this mm-hmm. um, persona and and kind of. Um, you know, people knew who Obama was, and we right. were just, you know, we were just changing that slightly because now he's the president, and mm-hmm. we can't. You couldn't speak um, about him the way you did when he was this the underdog senator. You know, mm-hmm. um, so we had to we had to tweak it a little bit, um, but you know, we developed um, uh, one of the things that we did is um, developed a brand book um, that had not only um, you know, visual guidelines, but also um, spoke to the voice and how we talk about the president. Um, and that went out to not only um, all the states, but also um, it, it went to, um, you know, partners that we used for TV mm-hmm. um, and, and things like that, um, um, as well as, um, you know, we, we created a system to where nothing went out into the world without um, it going through a very rigid um, set of approvals, mm-hmm. um, and it, I think I think that was you know it was kind of a pain in the butt um, to to uh, the design team, um, but also uh, it, I think it served it, um, very well. It's interesting that all that process stuff played so highly. Uh, lots of times when in our experience where things are on a deadline, a lot of that like brand book, you know, gets sort of thrown out the window, you know, um, yet I, I would almost argue that on a deadline, that stuff's that much more necessary. You need to have the yeah. canonical place that everyone can look for the answers to the questions. And yeah. And the keep, only thing I could keep thinking of was like, you know, um, um, like brand one Oh one. It's like, it builds, uh, it, it builds, um, um, this trust when you see something that's consistent and mm-hmm. and and I was like this that's never more important than right now you yeah know, that trust um and so it it was it was like i think i had I'd been referred to um a few times as like the the brand like commandant or something like that and people were like because <laughs> i was so focused on that uh and and some people were like god like let it go you know and um but you know, it, it was it was some people that the people that were saying that were people that didn't understand like kind of um, the impact it would have if things were like all over the place. You know, well, we were seeing it, yeah, uh, and yeah, 
and well, we're just beating you now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm still I'm stoked that uh, I'm really excited that like that people and you know, and it's one of those things that like even if if you're not like trained and as talented as you guys are, that that people um, subconsciously notice it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's something that you just can't. It, it's hard to tell somebody that hasn't. Um, like a lot of people we were dealing with had never dealt with a designer before, mm-hmm. right? They've never worked with a designer before. They don't know how that process works. And so trying to explain that, hey, this is like could possibly, it's like subconscious to some people. And they're like, uh, I, I don't know about, you know, they just don't understand that concept. Right. So. But um, I guess you can use that to your advantage as well because you get to tell them how working with the designer is supposed to go. <laughs> exactly. And, and sometimes they really did not give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to elect the president. Um, and, you know, that, that, was always, that was always something that, it, um, that, was, um, that I even used myself. You know, it's like, hey, this thing needs to, needs to get out. You know, we can't keep, like – one, you know, a big part of a big part of the, you know, my team's success was um, the people that were on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I feel really proud that myself and the deputy um, hired the right people. You know, I think that was a huge, huge part. That, what did you, know, you What you look for in people? What was the kind of uh, talent well, that you were looking for? So after we had kind of had like this I, I, this idea of the visual language, um, I looked um, at people. I looked for people that kind of um, had those sensibilities, um, and and could I think could like execute on those sensibilities really well. Mm-hmm. And, um, that that was like one of the main things. And then well, not really the main thing. One of the main things was did they support the president? Because there was going to be. Um, there was a few people that I I would have liked to hired, but wasn't able to just because of um, you know they didn't they they weren't like huge supporters. Interesting. Uh, and um, a, a couple people had things in their portfolio that suggest that they <laughs> a little too punk rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they were amazing designers, but and and I um, I think would have been. I thought would have been great, but just, you know, based, you know, in the political world, it, it, you can't. Yeah. Can't have. Because the, the message is, was, is sort of above all. And it, it is sort of phenomenal to see a consistent message carried out with the same visual language across everywhere in the country, in the world yeah. and lots of different people working on it. So you, yeah, I would, I would think that you would have to have the people themselves yeah. be people that sort of, espouse that message yeah. mm-hmm. and, the, and everyone everyone on the team was really um, aligned as far as their support of the president and as well as hey this is like this is um, the visual language and they understood that keeping it consistent was important mm-hmm. uh, you know there's a lot of I've been you know I've it, in my agency background I've worked with designers who you know there's a very set brand and they're always trying to push the boundaries of it you know, which is great, which is great. But sometimes you're like, really? Come on. <laughs> you know, that's never going to fly, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> so uh, most of the people on the, uh, uh, all the people on the design team were, were really, um, really conscious of, um, that visual language and keeping it consistent. And it really, um, 
you know, that the, the team was, you know, I can't, I think you guys have heard me say this before, but uh, the team was just really phenomenal in, in so many ways. But, um, I was, I was just so fortunate to have people like that on the team that were so talented and, um, focused. And you said when you started out, there was a team of five or so that you then built out from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, um, there was, a some, some were from 2008, um, campaign that um, the campaign had asked back, mm-hmm. and then there was a, a I think three, two or three from the Democratic National Committee mm-hmm. um, came over from DC um, to Chicago, and then from there um, I, I reached out to um, different different people um, that uh, I had met in Chicago, as well as um, the AIGA there, and a bunch of different sources. Um, but ultimately, it came down to really. Um, uh, I found uh, the the main people that I found were from um, blogs, like design blogs that, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I read every day. And instead of kind of looking at the work and thinking, "Oh, that that's really great," you know, I started looking at the people who had done the work mm-hmm. and, and, and oh, what's this person's name, you know, and and then actually reaching out to them directly. And I'm curious about like there, there's an aspect of creativity and creative work that's that you almost need to protect sort of a playfulness in being able to to produce creative things. And I'm very curious about like I would I always imagined like a political campaign as being sort of like locked down and everything is you know secret while you work on it, and then finally it gets out to the public and just you know sort of a environmentally not necessarily an ideal mm-hmm. uh environment for creative work and i'm kind of curious about how you created an environment for being able to produce this much stuff and and do it well in a short timeline and all that within all that or or is or is my imagination of that way off from what's reality no no that's actually right on I, I, like all the questions you're asking i'm really like are, are really awesome questions by the way because um it's it, it's things that we really had to um it was clear that we really had to think about those things um right away um, because like you said it really there was a lot of just like shit work that had to be done you know that just wasn't like from a designer standpoint everything we did was very important and that was one thing that Mm -hmm. was like that was um like that sometimes you would like lose sight of if you were like laying out a brochure and just like um dropping in copy to Mm -hmm. to a template that we had made already like creating the templates was awesome it was fun because it was like we're creating something new but then just populating those templates for the different states or something could be like could be like you know drudgery um but but one thing that we always had to remind ourselves is like this this piece of literature that we're dropping copy into could land in the hands of an undecided voter who sways them to vote for the president who tells a friend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you think of it in those terms. You're like, Oh, it's really not that <laughs> it's really pretty, uh, actually a pretty important project, you know? And so we always kept that top of mind. Um, but some of the places where we would play, so to speak, and, and be creative was the, um, the online store. So all the, the different, um, t-shirts, um, magnets, buttons mm-hmm. that we did for the president were very, very creative and, and not necessarily on brand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's really where, um, 
where a lot of um, where we really explored and, and kind of had fun because that was like that territory was wide open um, as far as creative expression, which was which was a lot of fun. And and that's kind of where I said like the web and print uh, overlapped because I think everybody participated in mm-hmm. designing a T-shirt or a button or a poster. And another thing that we did um, also that was um, started by one of the designers on the campaign is um, one day he took a quote from the president and laid out uh, this poster with, uh, it's like a type, a really nice type poster. Um, and I believe it was like 24 by 36. And he just put it, he printed it out, put it up on the wall. And everyone was like, oh, that is awesome. Um, and so it inspired uh, other designers. So everyone started taking quotes and laying out these really beautiful type posters. And as people would leave um, for the evening, we would print them out and go put them up around the office. So when they came in the next day, they'd go, Oh wow, that's cool. Where did that come from? And um, slowly those, <clears throat> excuse me, those made it into the online store as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, was I was just- going to say, I remember some of the posters feeling like they were, they were on brand, but they were very creative. They, the typography posters, especially, were I really liked. I remember the yeah, whole, it was, yeah. and it was just really fun. It was like something that started out as um, something fun for us to do, and um, that it, it turned into something that was um, that the campaign um, thought was a a good a good way to get the president's message out, um, and and it was a place where we could be creative as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, that was one thing about, um, that was said, um, I think my, probably my first or second day on the campaign was if it, if it makes sense, um, you come up with the idea, it makes sense. We're going to do it. There was no, there was no, um, there was no limits put on thinking, which was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that was like a true, I think that's definitely in the Obama spirit, you know? Are there are there ways you feel like working on that have has has even changed the way you approach non political work you know client work now or work within whatever organization you're going to do work in um, I think I think the um, you know I think the big the, how it's influenced me is more is more as a um, a director and a manager um, I, I think being uh, a part like building a team like that. I've never been at an agency where I've built the team from from this the ground up. You know, mm-hmm. it's always been hire a person here, hire a person there. Right. But I've never had the opportunity to like build a team. Um and so I le- there was a lot of learnings that happened um in, in doing that as well as putting as having that team be under this enormous amount of pressure mm-hmm. and, and and learning um how how like learning how to keep people inspired under those circumstances mm-hmm. as well as um, uh, keeping them happy under those circumstances. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I think um, I think that for me that was like one of the biggest learnings um, and, and that, I, and that I really appreciated um, having is, um, is creating uh, – culture is such a huge part of – good uh coming up with good creative ideas um right. and ha- and having everybody um on the same page and respecting each other and um really being collaborative you know um and and one person can just upset the whole dynamic hmm. you know 
yeah. and we were we were really lucky um, that 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 um, that didn't happen. Um, and the I mean I, the, the president is is fortunate that that didn't happen. You know, um, on it, it was it was really weird. It's like this perfect storm. Every team. Um, I'm not going to say there wasn't any difficulties because that's you know that's not true. But um, every team had this group of people that really worked like, extremely well together, um, and then all those teams worked with other teams extremely well together. And it's it was just amazing. It was amazing to to see that, and there was um, it was just really a testament to the people that were that were on the campaign. You know, and um, one thing one thing I would would like to like point out that um, our every team in that headquarters was there to serve the people on the ground, mm-hmm. the people that were knocking on doors, the people that were making phone calls. Um, those were the people that really were doing the hard work uh, of the campaign and really like um, connecting with with people. And, and um, getting people to turn out to vote and things like that. And so, um, you know, that was something that we always had to keep in mind as well is how is what we're, how is, how is what we're doing going to benefit them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was, it was like a, a major part of that. And, and, and so it, I just, oftentimes I, um, when talking about um, the campaign and design and stuff, I always want to make sure that we point out the, the extraordinary work that those people did um, on the ground because it was just, it was amazing. And um, we were, you know, most of, a lot, <clears throat> they had, they had the design team um, and, and other teams. Uh, so they, they, they required you to go out in the field and so, and, and knock on doors for a weekend. And so, you know, they, had a bus take us up to Wisconsin and that was one of the hardest things I ever <laughs> had to do <laughs> is going door to door, knocking on doors and asking, you know, um, that it's really, until you do it, it's, you, you don't realize like how difficult it is in, in many ways. Um, so, so it was, uh, it was, you know, our, our, our purpose there was really to serve them. Yeah. That's amazing. The, I mean, you guys were creating the tools for the people doing that, essentially, but that the, that they actually had you going out and doing it yourself, so that you would have that perspective. That perspective, but yeah. it also is probably a part of sort of building the culture of the organization in a in a way. Yeah, that's yeah. just interesting. Yeah, remember remember what the purpose is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Martin Martin Ringland, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's the uh, he's a design manager at Twitter. He's been giving a talk recently, and I, I, I saw him when he was in, here in Atlanta. And he's been talking about building design teams and how one of the, the most important things that he's learning is creating a culture. Like once you have great people, the harder thing is creating a great culture that they, wanna, that they want to be a part of so that those awesome people can do awesome work. Totally. And it does seem like, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of – imagining a political campaign that there's always there's already this sort of ethos around the culture of it like or this idea of what the culture of it is that it had to be something that you guys had to be intentional about with whether it was like the internal poster projects or other things yeah for sure and and i was that's that's interesting that that's being that that's being brought up because it's you know it, it it might be something that's like totally obvious to most people, but 
um, it, it was a big learning for me, and it's something that's never happened at any agency that I've been a part of. Um, that people were really concerned about the culture. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was more about you know turning out good creative projects and working twenty four hours on it if you had to, and your ass in that seat at nine a.m. and you know not out of it till seven p.m. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, that it, and it's like that's not the way. That's not the way people, at least designers, um, thrive. They don't right. thrive with those types of things. Um, they thrive with other creative people who have similar interests. Um, with you know, I, I can't believe like uh, it's really hard for me to believe like some managers don't don't get it that um, coming up to somebody and saying, "Hey, man, you did a kick-ass job on that. Thank you so much for doing that." Um, is is you get way more out of your team by doing that than saying I want your ass in that seat and driving them hard and and uh, it just it, it blows me away that like that's not understood it just seems like such so obvious to me but yeah, you know it's just um, just seems like people are starting to realize it recently perhaps and it's certainly the success of stuff like you're doing that starts to make people realize like oh. <laughs> <laughs> It can it can be art and functional, yeah. successful as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, it, it's really it's it's really. Um, I, I've heard this. It's like you know, I've heard like many people say different versions of you know just be kind and do good work. Mm-hmm. You know, it really comes down to like being kind to people and being um, being respectful of people. You know, and it, it, like it's the best way to have have people want want to do a good job and do their best. I think. Well, with that in mind, I want to be kind and respectful to you, Josh. Thanks so much for joining us. And I know that you've actually, you're an in-demand person and have something else you have to get to. But we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to to share a bit of this with us. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I really appreciate you guys having me. I hope uh, hope I didn't ramble too much. Not at all. (laughs) I I, I could listen to you ramble for hours. (laughs) It's fascinating stuff. Maybe we'll do a part two then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Thanks, Josh. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Bye.